All right, everybody. This is Justin, uh, the host of Mysterious Circumstances, as you all know. And joining me again, I have Brooke. She uh, did the Marilyn Monroe episode with with me and Shane and did a phenomenal job. And obviously, everybody that's helped me so far has done a great one. And and you're one of the few that has come back for round two. So so how how are you doing today, Brooke? Just great. Just ready to get started on this crazy mess. Yeah, it is a crazy mess, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this one this one was actually suggested by uh my my friend over in England, Ellie, who who uh threw this one at me and I'm like, wow, and she says there's there's limited info on it, but she's like there's enough to go and make a good episode on it and it's just pretty crazy. Um Yeah, it is. And thank you Ellie for <laughs> months of research with just about two days worth of information. Sorry about that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the death of Jackie Sutton, which happened on October 18th, 2015. She was a BBC journalist, and she was also the new director of the Institute for War and Peace Reporting. And that is a liberal organization that provides support to independent journalists in crisis-torn countries. A little bit about Jackie. She had been reporting in war zones for quite some time. She was described as fearless, and she was very um, she was very outspoken about human rights and um, also uh, women's rights around these countries as well. Um, is there anything that you would like to add to her background or her career? Um, no, I think that you pretty much summed it up with that. Um, her previous employment, though, kind of was the, um, it was just all about helping people who were unable to help themselves. Um, you know, you just mentioned that she was always, um, in those war-torn countries and things like that. And I just know for a fact that in her journalism career, she was always in the thick of it. I mean, that's really the basic core of of really what she did. Um, She did a lot of things in a lot of places that most of us wouldn't go into. So I I really think that that's important to know because it kind of plays in later um, in her personality and what happens with her and what could have possibly happened to her. But yeah, it's just, it's just worth noting again, I think. But other than that, I think you've done a great job of, of going over the basics of what she was doing there. The basic thing about, about her death is she was found hanged in a bathroom stall in an Istanbul airport. Uh, it was at Ataturk International Airport. And there is a lot of suspicion that she was possibly murdered for some of the things that she might have been reporting on or involved with. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess uh, if you want, Brooke, um, do you want to lead us down the timeline of when yeah, she sure. actually arrives in uh, Istanbul? Sure. Um, you'll have to bear with me because I've gotten notes. everywhere because there are so many things um, that, that play into this. Okay. So she is going back um, from England. That's important to know. Um, The reason that she was in England um, initially was because the previous director 
um, of her position. So she had been promoted into this position because the previous director passed away. And by passed away, I mean assassinated. Yep. yep. And um, that man um, was having a memorial service. Um, so his name was Amar Al Shabander. Yeah, Please I think that's just disregard funny. my incredible butchering, <laughs> butchering of that name. I'm from Texas. Give me credit here. <laughs> so um, he was killed in a car bombing. Um, it killed him and 17 other people. So it was a very violent, very public top deal. So when she was going back from England, um, she was going back to her previous assignment and she arrives at 10 p.m. at the Turkish airport. And that's an approximation, obviously. Um, she was scheduled to fly to Erbil uh, near midnight. She got there, you know, two hours ahead of time, like most people do. So she heads to a restaurant in a cafe or a cafe in the airport. She orders a beer and she uh, starts reading a book. And approximately an hour passes. Now, there is a little bit of discrepancy. I'd like to note um, very quickly that some places will tell you, like if you read Reddits or whatever, um, that it was Abir one. And some places, other places will tell you that it was two. Um, regardless, I mean, that was over the course of an hour and it's noted fully in every article, everything that I've read, that in the CCTV footage even, um, that she wasn't chugging these down. It wasn't like she was trying to get intoxicated. She just had a beer and she was reading a book. Yep. Just passing the time. Um, so then she goes to the waiting area of the airport where she falls asleep and she sleeps through the boarding call announcements. Uh, her flight leaves on time. She wakes up at about 1215-ish. Now note that the flight was supposed to leave at about 12. So she just missed it. Right. And then so she kind of had a distress, a panic moment from staff accounts, which is understandable. Uh, you miss your flight, you kind of freak out. So despite the frustration she had, she tried to purchase another ticket where uh, it's noted that she didn't have the funds. Note that, everybody, because we'll get yeah. back to that in just a second. And um, so she left the inquiry desk, um, obviously a little bit flustered. And then she kind of, through the CCTV footage, she doesn't look really upset at all. Like after she leaves the uh, inquiry desk, she heads to the ladies' room where it is noted that she hanged herself. Now, the reason that we need to also go past that point is because CCTV footage is going to be really important um, in this case. And the reason for that is several reasons. Um, when she goes to the women's restroom to hang herself, apparently. And this is about 1 a.m., correct? Yes, yes. Um, so from about 12.30 to 1. So this is in the, in the time frame of 30 minutes where she talks to the staff at the inquiry desk and then she goes to the ladies room. And um, after that, there are several ladies seen entering and then leaving the women's restroom. Then after these several people leave, there are three women that come in and apparently find Jackie in, in a stall um, deceased. Now I have a lot of things that are called facts and questions. There's like two pages of this because everything's crazy. Um, but one thing I will note that ends the timeline, by the way, um, yeah. at that point or for now, I should say. Yeah. So 
going back to the women, they were recorded entering and leaving this restroom. Nothing was reported strange. They didn't hear any noises. And then three women walk in together, discovered the scene, immediately left the bathroom frantic and informed officials. Now we later find out um, that they are Russian officials. I don't know if you want to stop there, Justin, and kind of go back over some stuff because that was a lot to cover. Let's touch on when she's reading this book because she's supposedly sitting here reading this book for for about an hour, Mm -hmm. but yet she falls asleep after drinking this beer. But at the same time, it's an extremely crowded, busy, and very loud airport. So Mm -hmm. it kind of like makes me wonder why she's sitting here sipping on literally one beer and then passes out to the point where at 12.15 a.m., you know, a little past midnight, she wakes up and this is after missing, you know, all the announcements for the flight boarding. This is all the loud people in a crowded airport. She, She doesn't hear any of this. And when she goes you know, to, to, you know, try to board the flight, you know, they tell her she missed it. And that's, you know, she doesn't seem very, you know, she doesn't seem like, like you had said, she's not inebriated. She's not just pounding beers or anything like that. She seems a little frazzled, but nothing real major. She just goes to buy another ticket for a later flight. And I mean, the official cause of death in this airport was that, she had killed herself after missing a connecting flight and not having enough money for another ticket. And as me and you know, this is totally ridiculous because first of all, all all her coworkers said if she wouldn't have had enough money, the company that she worked for would have transferred funds and bought her ticket, like no question asked. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but then you go and look at the evidence and she had 2000 euros in cash on her and two credit cards. Mm -hmm. So how is that a reasonable explanation? And you can see her on CCTV footage and like me and you were talking, there might be, you know, when it comes to suicide, you know, um, you know, there are acts of impulse, as we know, there are suicides that are planned, Um, It is suggested that she, you know, and actually I think she was in therapy for, you know, some PTSD because she was working in war zones, you know, but her body language just is so nonchalant. Like you can see her just walking around and at one point in the CCTV footage, you can see her look off to the right and she's just smiling at something and you can't see like what she's smiling at and she acknowledges something to her right. But it's it's just it's really odd. And the fact that, you know, at about 1 a.m. she does go to the bathroom and there are there is footage of women going in and out of the bathroom. Nothing's happening. But yet you have three young young women who are Russian nationals who go in there and then they come out a couple minutes later and all of a sudden there's there's a woman dead. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying like. Like me and you were talking, you know, the word conspiracy, everybody's going to think we're all conspiracy theorists here. Okay. But like, it's, it's super, super weird just because we don't, there's a lot of facts that we don't know. 
you know, like in her bag, we do know that there were books and toys for one of her co coworkers' kids. There were two bottle bottles of wine for a coworker in there. And then there was a substantial amount of rabbit food because there was a, she had a pet rabbit or her um, friend's kids had a pet rabbit. I'm not really too sure uh, which, which one was it, but you know, it's super weird because we don't know the details of the scene. Like me and Brooke were talking before we recorded, there's a couple threads where, where somebody mentions, you know, that she was hanging on the, the coat hook on the inside of the stall door. And that's why the first set of women that had been going in and out did not see her. But at the same time, I, me and you both scoured the internet endlessly for a long time for details on this and couldn't find that information whatsoever. And when the person on this uh, Reddit thread had mentioned that somebody immediately was like, where did you get that information? Like where, where did you find that? Because nobody can find that anywhere. And of course there's absolutely no response back whatsoever. It's just super awkward. I, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of the details just don't really make sense to me personally. Is there anything else you want to touch on in there? I would like to say that if the person that wrote that response on the Reddit is listening, please respond. Um, but also, I would like to also note, um, in her previous employment, I'm going to go back for just a quick second because that's one thing that I did uh, fail to mention. She was actually detained for five years for being a spy. So I don't know if, if you stumbled on that or not, Justin, but I actually did not. And I am yeah. super intrigued right now, Brooke. Yeah. So I actually found that because she was detained. I don't, I didn't see where, but it was a direct quote from her because she had, that was actually what threw her into a PTSD treatment because they were trying to figure out like what might have sparked some of this, right? Mm -hmm. So she had a lot of different things. Like she had friends that said that she was in a villa that was under uh, security. And this friend stayed with her for like four or five months. And she was trying to note that, you know, there's no way that if a plane ticket was going to throw her over the edge um, and, and make her take her own life, then she wouldn't have been able to, to do the things that she did. I mean, she was, she was detained for that amount of time and that is a good chunk of someone's life. Yeah. Um, and also if she was being followed or stalked or anything like that, that just doesn't make sense. And she also had to touch on what you were talking about, the funds. She had a coworker reiterate after all of this had happened. She had a coworker reiterate that absolutely we would have paid for her ticket. No questions asked. People miss flats all the time. And most people would have celebrated missing a flat because that means that's one less thing they have to worry about doing yeah. in the morning. So I just would like to just put those in also because I feel like it seems important to reiterate that it may not have been just her acting alone. I definitely agree with you there. It's, it's super sketchy. It, you know, we can't say enough. Obviously we are not, you know, psychologists or, you know, psychiatrists or anything like that. I'm no expert on mental health. So, you know, there is that factor in there, 
you know, that she was distraught, impulsive. But at the same time, the reasoning for her being distraught and impulsive does not make sense. Because they're, they're, they specifically say that the reason she was distraught is because she missed her flight and didn't have enough money. Mm-hmm. And that is blatantly not true, as we know. So it, it makes me wonder, why is this the reason? Why is this the excuse that they're using? It's because it's literally the only thing that they can find, you know, that they can try to tag it to make sense. You know what I'm saying? I agree. So I guess with that, um, why don't you lead us down the rabbit hole, Brooke, if, <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> okay. Well, there was rabbit food, so why don't we go down the rabbit hole, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with all of this, and just to touch in very quickly, I know that I'm bouncing back and forth, but I finally found in my crazy notes that <laughs> the reason that she was being detained was she was a spy in Africa in 1995. So from 95 on is when she was detained. So till 2000. So anyway, there's that fun little fact. There were a lot of things that I just put down um, in my facts and questions little section. And some of them, I'm just going to let you know, and all of your listeners, because I told you this before we got to recording. um, If I end up missing, y'all will know why. And it's all Justin's fault because I got blocked a few times. When I was looking into this, and I don't know, somebody may come looking for me based on my browser history. I'm a very small fish in a big pond, but it really freaked me out when my internet was like, this link is suspicious, or it made you put in passwords that I didn't know, or it made me subscribe to an anti-terrorism magazine for $500 for an an individual subscription for one year. And I was like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, and that's one thing too. Like me and you were talking in the in the Reddit threads. Um, there were people who had mentioned the same type of stuff. Like they had read articles and then gone back to read those same articles, and they were gone. Yeah, and, I actually had that happen one time with me. As a matter yeah. of fact, and this is years and years later. I was reading something and then I didn't write it down, and I went back and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll just write that down later." And I went back in my history. I didn't even try to go back and find it on my own. I went back in my history and it says the web page that you have requested cannot be found. And I'm like, wait, what? I needed that. What are you talking about? So anyway, that was uh huh. This is freaking crazy. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do a good episode on you, Brooke. It's fine. Yeah, great. I'm so glad. <laughs> you can interview <laughs> my husband and and all of my coworkers, and they'll tell you how nice I was. okay so or they won't whichever okay so um back to the case so while walking into the restroom like you said she appeared calm and collected um and i know that sometimes people seem really put together and really at peace right before they commit suicide once they reconciled it to themselves um so one thing that i considered for a brief moment was that she was just at peace knowing that the pain would stop and that the chaos would stop and that the people that, you know, she was fighting against would just stop because she was involved in some very crazy things um, or against some very crazy things, should I say. Mm -hmm. Um, She had received threats from ISIS 
she had been in war zones that people didn't want her in because she was fighting for the little folks. She was fighting for the women. She was fighting for the kids. She was fighting for the nations that didn't really have a voice. And she was a journalist, which means that she was letting everybody know that these terrible things were going on and that these people needed help and that these tragic things were happening. It was like a humanitarian type type deal. Um, Anyway, so I kind of considered that for a minute, but I really don't know whether that's what happened or not. And that's how I'm going to leave that until we can get back to the series Mm -hmm. section, just because I don't want to ruin anything because I know that you have certain sections like facts and and then the theories on that. So I'm going to put that to the side for a second. She had made a lot of enemies, notably ISIS enemies, and was outspoken about her disdain via her media outlet, um, which we just went over. And she received a million dollar grant for her efforts in stopping them. Yeah. Um, And this was um, for her PhD. Um, She had... I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, you may have read something different. The way that uh, a PhD works is you have to write out your thesis and all of that thing. So what she had done was she was working on a project and she got a grant to move forward in her PhD uh, research against uh, the ISIS people that were doing all of these treacherous things to the to the nations that they were um, overtaking. So I know for a fact that she had a lot of people that were very angry with her about kind of revealing who they were and what they were doing. So that's definitely something to consider because, you know, when you, when you have a murder or a suspicious death, the first thing that they say is, were they unhappy or did they have any enemies? Mm -hmm. And so both of those things could possibly ring true for her. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that one thing, because that's kind of a rabbit hole down in, the, in and of itself. And, that's and it's, a, it's a very deep one. And I guess I'll touch on on the ISIS thing when we when we do get to the theories. OK, I read a couple comments about that and I started kind of thinking about it, too. But but yeah, you just you keep your train rolling. You're doing you're doing you're pretty much saying everything that that I was going to touch on as well. So, OK, so she was incredibly open and honest, according to those that knew her. Um, I have a few quotes from people that knew her. Um, she didn't have a shy bone in her body. She was blunt and very, as a matter of factly, um, her friend Amanda Whitley, that was a direct quote from. So she didn't seem like, from what her friends and colleagues were saying, like anyone that would be someone that that was trying to withhold her emotions or information or anything, she was going to tell you whether she liked something or not, um, or whether that made her feel a certain way, or, you know, she was a very direct person. And that doesn't necessarily play into anything except for her character, but I feel like it was at least worth noting. Mm -hmm. And there was another lady that said that she lived with her in Baghdad and her compound, and this is what I was talking about earlier, in her villa, for at least four months and she saw her under a tremendous amount of stress. Um, she handled herself with dignity and strength. That's a direct quote. Uh, so it's nonsense to say that she was acting um, and crying because she missed a flight. The idea that she would not have funds to take her wherever she wanted is simply ludicrous. 
which goes right back to what you were saying there. You mean she had thousands of euros and two credit cards and somebody um, at her company that was more willing than not to, to buy her plane tickets. So that's out of the question on that. Mm -hmm. Um, She'd been in countless war zones, a very talented and dedicated journalist. And she caught the attention of ISIS who considered her a prime threat. So that was just, just so happened to be right after um, the previous statement that I'd recorded down. So going way back to 2015, please don't get whiplash from following my timeline. That's just all over the place. So May 2nd, 2015, Amar Al-Shabander, who was the previous director before Jackie, was killed in a car bombing, as I said before. Um, it killed him and 17 others. And previous to that, in June of 2007, there was a journalist from IWPR, which was where she was working prior to her employment at that at that time. Sahar Hussein Al-Hadiri, um, I believe was her name, um, she was murdered in Mosul by extremists. She mm-hmm. became the 108th journalist murdered for her providing uh, Iraq war coverage. Yeah. So that kind of seems a little bit more significant because they were both journalists. They were both covering the same type wars in the same places and things like that. So it is noted to me that the extremists were not afraid to do away with people who were drawing attention to these things. Not necessarily that that's what happened, but I'm just throwing it out there. No, and and to totally agree with you, when I found that info too, the number shocked me. I was like 108 reporters over the course of these years that had been involved in reporting in the Iraq war had been killed or assassinated, however you want to refer to it, I was just like, wow, like this is, this mm-hmm. is actually pretty substantial information. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I do want to touch on one other thing with that, because mm-hmm. I had a question that popped up after I kept researching. So do you want to talk about PTSD real quick um, about that? Just so, I mean, a lot of folks in your listening area know about PTSD, know about suicide and everything, but it kind of shocked me in seeing actual statistics and research on it. But I also don't know if you want to leave that in or out. Um, We can leave that in because it does, it does play a factor. You know, she had been in some pretty tough situations, but bothers me about the PTSD fact is that she had been in a lot worse situations than if she supposedly didn't have enough money to buy a plane ticket. I agree. And, and I, and I will, you know, say that PTSD can, you know, be sparked by the littlest thing and somebody can act impulsively and, and stuff like that. But, but that to me personally, you know, it is a possibility, but for me personally, I don't think it's a very credible one in this case. Okay. Because okay. every everybody's different. Every case is different. But even after her detainment, um, she had been, she had kept going back and forth. You know, we had stated earlier, she was known as being fearless. She was more than willing to be in that war zone and do that reporting and, her whole mission was to keep the Iraq media independent and 
she was actually doing a very good job at that. Mm-hmm. Well, so. let me just throw a couple of little facts out just because I feel like your folks need to have a little less bias to the mm-hmm. conspiracy theory. Cause I feel like I'm a crazy <laughs> conspiracy theory person right now. <laughs> okay. So in 2002, the rates of depression and PTSD among war journalists were higher than other journalists. Lifetime prevalence of PTSD was at 28.6%, and the depression rate was 21.4%. Um, also, there was a study done in 2003 that provided um, information regarding a greater exposure to events resulted in greater symptoms, which I'm sure that people know about PTSD in general, but you can assume that that number has at least stayed the same um, within that percentage level, if not possibly gotten a little higher. And the only reason that I wanted to touch on that was because it provides at least a little check and balance on maybe it was and maybe it wasn't, but I personally kind of lean away from it. I mean, it could be possible, but it, you know, anyway, so there's that. I lean away from it too, but we do have to, you know, stay. Yeah, objectivity, right? Okay, so the next one that I'm going to touch on is where I thought that I was going to have some guy in black show up at my house one day (laughs) because I don't know who all knows about this group, but they're called the Gray Wolves. Justin, do you know anything about this group? Nope, but I am excited to hear about it. Okay, well, let me just take you on a little tour of these these lovely gentlemen. Um, Okay, so they're radical Turkish nationalists. Um, they have a history of attacking journalists and activists. Check in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they started off as something not entirely different, but um, I will just let you know that this is a couple of times I got blocked on the web pages that I was trying to look at them for for information regarding them. So the first thing that came up was um, something that happened May 16th of this year. And I'm just providing you a little bit of information. They show up at all these rallies and what they are is they're far right. So in the Turkish nation and the people aren't really excited about them. They started in Cold War era. They were a paramilitary group and they've kind of gotten away from what they used to be. I don't know how much you want to go down this rabbit hole. So just tell me what you want. on. No, that. no, you're fine. If it's in connection to a possible murder of. Uh, it uh, kind of is. Cause yeah, I yeah, had, yeah, I had a lot of suspicion and get ready to roll your eyes. Cause I found some of this on Wikipedia and then I found some of this on web pages. So credible. If you can, yeah. If you can corroborate the information, then it's, it's definitely more credible than, than just a single Wikipedia page. Okay. So they can be, they're really classified as ultra nationalists. Their members don't say that they're of any kind of political um, nature and they present themselves as cultural and educational, but because that's what their, their name is and in um, Turkish, they call themselves Idealist Clubs Educational and Cultural Foundation. But everybody kind of knows what they do and who they are. Their major actions are massacres, assassinations, and bombings. 
And like I said, they're very known and have a long history of attacking journalists and activists. And so I'm not going to go into the whole deal of them because that's a whole episode in and of itself. Um, But kind of what they do is they're an extreme form of Turkish nationalism. And they just basically have a superiority of Turkish race and nation. So it kind of brought to mind like the Nazis. Yeah. And they just don't seem to have as much, like they don't have as much steam as, as the Nazis basically is what I found. So I'm just going to let y'all go off on that tangent because it's a long one, but I feel like they could be very well tied in because they do have loan action members. So I don't know. It could be really easy for, even though they're um, a male dominated sect, I feel like there are a lot of women that would do something for their husbands that would just get it done or they could go in disguised as women or whatever. I, and I don't know that that's true, but I'm just saying that that's an idea. So that's no, it's very, very plausible. So um, you'll laugh at this next part because I put that the coroner's name was Andrew Walker. And I put in parentheses, who the hell is this guy? Always remain suspicious of the coroner. Remember what happened with Marilyn Monroe? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm just going back to always remain suspicious of the coroner. I didn't really find much on him because, like you said, um, there was very limited information at all. I could not find much on him or the other information regarding the autopsy. So... I don't know if you have more information than maybe I do on this part. I highly doubt it because uh, when we were going over this beforehand, we pretty much were finding all of the same stuff. There's a lot of information, but it's all the same information. Yeah, you can you can just keep keep turning them wheels on. Okay, well, that's pretty much all I have because the other thing was is whether it was one can of beer to uh, drink on CCTV. You're stating one. So I'm just going to go with one because that was the majority of what I saw. Um, Somebody said two. So I don't know where they're getting that from. And then um, about the Russian nationals, which you've already touched on. So that's all I have. (laughs) All right, then. So theory wise, I guess we'll touch on the ISIS theory first, because that's that's a real huge one that people seem to lean towards Mm -hmm. and I read a comment that makes perfect sense to me um, regarding that and not you know saying it's it's you know right or wrong but ISIS is a group that will literally behead somebody on camera and send the footage out for the entire world to see and because they're proud of that so when you involve ISIS in this scenario I'm not seeing why they would try so hard to cover it up and make it a secret. I agree. They would want to brag about what they did and who they killed. And that's, that's literally, I mean, one of the very few reasons why that theory is not one of the top at my list, I guess you could say is just because of that factor. Like ISIS is very proud about the assassinations and, you know, the people that they do take out, you know, they, like I said, they behead people on videotape and, you know, they're totally 
totally okay with sending that videotape out and airing it all over the world. So, yeah, I agree. Um, at first I was like, Oh my gosh, we've cracked the case. I don't know why these people haven't come to terms with the fact that ISIS did it. And then it comes to me, um, as I'm reading all these reddits, it's making more and more sense. I'm like, no, they take credit for everything that they do. And a couple of things they didn't do just because it made enough of an effect to take credit for it. So why the hell would they tell no one, no one whatsoever and say nothing if they did something because they are very, very outspoken as an organization. And especially if they had a grudge against her and did not want her saying anything else because she was so respected, because she was so well-regarded, because she was such a great, great journalist for the people that she was fighting for. Why would it then make sense that, oh, no, we didn't do it. That's not us. Because they did have a grudge against her. And if they did, then they would have said, yes, absolutely. See what happens when you do things that aren't against, that are against us. We did that and we'll do the same thing to you if you don't sit down and shut up. So that to me doesn't seem credible at all. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat on that one. Of course, the other factor we have to like, or the other theory we have to kind of stroll down is the Turkish government themselves. Yeah. Um, To be honest with you, this one does kind of make sense, but at the same time, it's really, it doesn't, it's just so 50 50 because you, I guess you would have to take into consideration the Turkish government, their association with the Iraq government you know, what we know about them, their political relationship is probably a lot more different than what is actually true. You know, we see that all the time in, in politics and especially abroad in politics, there's always stuff going on, you know, under the table, uh, you know, behind, behind enemy lines or whatnot. But it really, really begs the question that, why would they come up with this story about her being distraught about um, missing her flight and then not having enough money when it's blatantly obvious that that's not true. So either they had some kind of involvement or they were forced to say one thing or another. What's your thoughts on that? I, okay. I think that if they were involved, they were forced to be because they would not do that voluntarily and create such a fantastical story that didn't make sense. I feel like, like if they had somebody, for instance, that uh, was forcing their hand, that's one deal. But if they were to do things on their own, I feel like it would have a lot less nonsense. It would be a lot more, um, straightforward. And I mean, in all honesty, if they were going to do something, it would have been, Oh, well, she never showed up to the airport. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there were too many details. It was too muddled. It was too sloppy. I feel like for it to be the government to me, I don't know. That's that's no sloppy is the perfect word. That's the best way to describe that scenario. Like if, if they were going to tie up loose ends, they would tie up the loose ends. They wouldn't just let information, you know, about the money she had on her and the the credit cards. And then you have several coworkers 
and people that knew her, her that came out and was like, no, there's there's no way this is the scenario, you know, and I think they would have made a better effort to make it more clean, I guess you could say. Absolutely. I agree with that 100 percent. Do you have any other theories before we touch on the on the PTSD possible suicide theory? Not that have much information backed up to it. I feel like, in all honesty, after all of the things that I've read up on the Grey Wolves that that I didn't put in to this episode because it doesn't seem necessarily relevant to this particular case. Mm-hmm. I've seen some other things that they've done and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I get it. Don't mess with them. So, yeah, yeah, for and sure. you know, when, when your internet says that you're going to suspicious places where it just shuts down and it's like, no, no, you're not getting in. So it kind of <laughs> freaks me out a little bit. So maybe I'm just spooked. I don't know. But I feel like maybe they had something to do with it because they have a vast history and long-standing relationship with assassinations and that. But other than that, I really don't have any information to back it up. So I don't know how much more time I should really be spending in that in that area. So No, I mean, I agree. Um, You know, speaking on speculation, they would have the biggest motive and they would have the means. They would have the opportunity. And they would have the reasoning. And and like we had touched on earlier, you know, over the course of, you know, a 10 year time frame, you had 108 wartime journalists and reporters that have been assassinated or murdered or died suspicious deaths in all different various kinds of ways. Yeah. And that was just till 2007. Yeah, They didn't even bring the number up to speed for yet, so I don't even know how much that's gone up in time since because I couldn't find an accurate number. There was something, you know, there were like three different numbers, I think, that I found after that that didn't match up, so I didn't put them down. So I I know for a fact that that number's had to have gone up. That's it. That's exactly right. It's just super suspicious, but like you had said, every time you go to look into stuff relating to that it's very secretive and very sketchy and very scary almost so you know we don't have the accurate information to actually back that theory up unfortunately no and that's that's the unfortunate part is because uh i was so convinced i was like oh i've I've solved the case it's fine just Put it away. We figured out what happened and there's not enough information to really say that for sure. Yeah. And then I guess going forward from that, we do have to consider the the suicide theory, you know, the PTSD factor. It is a possibility and it is probably one of the one of the more prominent theories because in a way it really does make sense. You know, I'll be perfectly honest, I'm only about, you know, 30 or 40 percent leaning that way just because she had been in several scenarios and situations to where that that were way worse than this, that, you know, that would have been the outcome, but it doesn't make sense that this was it, that this was the breaking point. And I do understand Like I said, you know, I'm no psychiatrist. I'm no psychologist. You know, sometimes it takes the littlest thing to make somebody, you know, snap and want to take their own life. But in this particular scenario, I just I don't really I don't really see it. You know, 
but I mean, I kind of can, but I just really don't see that. What do you think? I really think that you're probably right. Unfortunately, I I think that I'm kind of torn half and half. So I feel like there's probably a 50% chance that it was just this culmination of questions and weird circumstances and mysterious circumstances and um, probably just a lot of things piled up all at once and she just snapped. However, I also find it very improbable all at the same time. So I don't know. I really don't. I think that it could be possible that she committed suicide because she had just been in too much stress um, in the, in the past few days, because grief is a very high stressor. Um, thinking back on the fact that she had just been to a memorial service where the person she took over the job from was in a casket in front of her. That doesn't do a number on you. I don't know what will, but I don't think that if that's what happened, I don't feel like her missing a plane was the only thing it would have been on her mind at some level. Um, just even, I mean, even in passing and the plane might have made her snap, like missing the plane might've made her snap. But for people to say, because she missed the plane, she committed suicide. Well, no, that, that in and of itself, even if she did commit suicide, I don't believe the plane ticket was what did it. Yeah. Same here. That's, that's the, that's the only thing that veers me away from that being the absolute without a doubt reason is the, the excuse that they give. Well, there wasn't another flight leaving that night. Uh, okay. That's, I don't see her having a problem catching a flight the next day, you know, then they go on further and say, well, it's because she didn't have enough money for another plane ticket. It's like, obviously that's total bullshit. So that's that's the only thing really that veers me away from that theory because it makes absolutely no sense. And don't get me wrong, it could be the Turkish government trying to, you know, put out a fire and say, you know, just give, and give reasons, but it's like put out some information that's actually, you know, credible and that makes sense. Like that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, I think that even if she did commit suicide, the Turkish government did her a very large injustice by being so secretive because if they had been not necessarily completely transparent, let's just say they were translucent, even a little bit more clear, it might be a little bit easier for everybody to go, well, you know, there are some weird things going on, but I guess given this information, this information and this information, whatever they gave out, it would have been easier to say, yeah, that, I mean, some rest of it makes sense. So I feel like, you know, they're right about that, about that cause of death, but it's too fishy right now to have me completely believe that suicide was the answer. Agreed. And the lack of information on the death scene is also very odd. Absolutely. You don't have like several women. And I was talking to you about this previously before we started recording. So I'm going to jump in quickly. And if you, need me to backtrack, stop me. Um, no, I'm going to jump in quickly and say, 
that there were several different things that we kind of found the same, but none of them were clear in that, like, for instance, how she hanged herself. Going back to when you mentioned that um, she hanged herself on a hook, um, possibly. There were also reports that she hanged herself from one of the ceiling tile beams. I know that our international folks and also the local folks here in the U.S. will know what I mean by the, the like the corkboard ceiling tiles that you can pop up and move over. Um, and they were saying that on those little metal beams, those cross beams is where she might have, have um, placed the ligature so that she can hang herself. Well, first of all, those aren't all that sturdy. Um, there's that. And also that would have alerted me as a, as a woman walking into a bathroom facility, even just to wash my hands, I would scan the room and there'd be a giant hole in the ceiling. And that would have alerted me to see also something hanging from the ceiling, whether it be a rope or a shoelace or a paracord or whatever. And that would have made me question, hmm, at least wonder what's that, that would have been the very least going through my mind. So it might have been easier for these three women or several women before the three Russians found her to not think anything of it. If she hanged herself from one of the hooks on the door, like where you put your purse or your coat or what have you, because if you see somebody's feet at those stalls, you would at least say, Oh, okay. Someone's in there and just not knock or try to enter that, that stall or whatever. And so I would say that if, if that were the place where she hanged herself, then that would at least be more reason why those people would not have reported her. However, you don't just have several people enter and exit a bathroom and not see someone dead. I wouldn't think unless the door's closed and you just can't see someone. Yeah, and your feet, you know, like your back is turned towards the door and maybe your feet are on the toilet or something like that. I I mean, yeah, I guess, but I just I don't see it either. So because even those hooks for Russian nationals to be the one that find her, that seems very at the very least, that seems really um coincidental. Yes, coincidental, strange. Just super strange. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Agree. Totally. I when I read that, I was like, well, 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 what do we have here? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the reason that I brought that up just to kind of come full circle is it just kind of reiterates for me that the the suicide gets curiouser and curiouser to quote Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And so I just I don't know. And but I also don't know what else could have been because the only other thing that I lean more into is the Turkish government. But as we stated before, those were the only two theories that made the most sense out of all of this crazy. And neither one of them are completely believable. Even, even 90% believable. I can't see either one of those things. Yep. I agree totally. And that, that was the hard part because I was trying to, to find enough to, try to lean towards a more plausible theory. And the only two were the Turkish government and the suicide theory. But at the same time, like you had said earlier, you know, each one of those is still 50, 50. It's like, it's like this, it's like, it doesn't, 
you know, I mean, it, it makes sense. Each one makes sense. But at the same time, neither one of them makes sense. Exactly. So um, do you have anything else to add, Brooke? No. I'm yeah. I'm at a complete freaking loss. I don't know. I, I am too. I have so many things. I have so many notes, y'all, that uh, say what <laughs> the ever-loving fuck on this. And why did this or that happen? And I've got so many more questions than answers that I think that I've done all that I can do on this one without just... Totally jumping all the way down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I started to get to that to that point too because I was like, if I start going down relationships between Russia and Turkey at this point in time, I was like, that's just going to be a, a deeper rabbit hole, you know, and and it's going to lead to something else. Oh, and, I did that like for a quick hot minute, and then my eyes started to bug out, and then I said, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Because it, it started getting into such a long thing that that would have been like four-hour conversation, and you don't have time for that. <laughs> it's a pretty deep one. It really is. And, you know, this this case, you know, isn't, isn't that old. It's only a few years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe more information in the future will come out of it unless those links get shut down too. I don't know. They probably will, but others will pop up. That's the beauty of the internet. It's fun. Very, very true. Very, very true. Well, Brooke, I suppose uh, on that note, I will thank you again for uh, for joining me and doing hella research. You did great. You found all about the same stuff I did, and you did a hell of a job. So, Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, you're welcome back anytime at all. You know that. Okay, I will say that if I'm welcome back, we're I I can't do another conspiracy because people are going to think that I'm crazy and lock me up. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes two of us, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, we'll find something else, something else interesting for the for the next episode that we do together. Maybe we'll maybe we'll hit up a paranormal case or something like that out of Texas or something exciting like that. You know, I'm always down. I'll go on a road trip for that one. Awesome. That's what I love hearing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then, I suppose, Brooke, thank you again. You have a good rest of your afternoon. Thanks. Don't disappear on us. No, if if I do, then it's not me. I'm going on record for that. Okay, that sounds good. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you again. Have a great day off. No problem. You have a good one. Bye. Bye.